This is Morgan Hazelwood, back again with more writing tips and writerly musings. Today I'm here to share with you, strength isn't just for the strong. At World's Fantasy Con, I attended a panel by the same name. Going into the panel, I expected a discussion of different types of strengths uh, being compared to the default of physical strength. Instead, the panel kind of veered into magical strength and stayed there, but it was a great discussion. So, of course, we addressed the titular topic, but the conversation just kept swaying back to magic. Uh, when we were defining strength, um, basically, strength can just be an overwhelming level of power. But to use one's strength to accomplish one's goals is a form of competence. Be it physical, mental, mystical, or magical, without competence, you're going to end up with more of a out-of-control firestorm than a laser. So magic can just be the extraordinary, just. Um, but often in fantasy, it's a way of discussing real-world issues without bringing in all the baggage that its real-world counterpart has accumulated. Uh, one of the things that magic can represent is the hubris of the human spirit. Um, but often it's an allegory for privilege or power. Uh, in worlds where magic is bad, either hunted or used by the bad guys to dominate the good guys, the main character is probably going to be non-magical because magic bad, so good guy, no magic. Thus, you get the flip side, in worlds where magic is good, the main character is often magical. Think Harry Potter. So, ways magic can influence a society. When certain people have power that others just don't have access to, that's gonna disrupt the social order. Just like any other sort of wealth or power. Uh, Innate magic lends itself more to a more stringent class hierarchy, whereas gained or earned magic tends to be in worlds with greater social mobility. Uh, the availability of magic determines if it's expensive or commonplace. Um, it, it both controls its scarcity and its commodity value. So you get worlds like King Arthur where magic is rare, and then you get worlds like Harry Potter where magic can be used to clean things. Okay, maybe not move things, but you know what I mean. If magic is inherent in a place or an object, that gives power to whoever possesses that place or object. Think ley lines or hubs or the dust in Dune. All these things, he who controls the dust controls the world, etc. So there are tropes in writing, in all types of writing, and just because it's a trope doesn't mean it's bad, but there are lo lots of tropes that have been overdone or make things a little too simple that maybe shouldn't be. Um, some of the tropes you see, especially in magical uh, fantasy worlds, 
our magic users are seen as more intelligent. Magic types are often seen as innately light and good or dark and evil. But the flip side of this is magic could be just a tool. Rather than being innately light or dark, maybe the magic should be based on how it's used and the person who's performing the magic should be the one evaluated for good or evil. Um, there's a trope in magical stories of magic-based societies not developing more mechanical or technological advancements alongside it. Um, muggles versus um, purebreds in Harry Potter, or there's, there's many worlds in which if the magic went away, they couldn't wash clothes, you know? Uh, another trope you'll see a lot is the outsider or the non-magical person being introduced to a magical world and learning about it with us. And that's, that's, it might be done a lot, but it's a really good way to help make the extraordinary feel more accessible to the readers. And... Another trope we'll find a lot is using magic to solve everything, um, which very often leads right into leveling up the main character every time there's a new boss. Sometimes you don't want magic to be the solution. You want character growth or learning to rely on friends or new skills. It doesn't always have to be magic. If you use the same answer for every problem, it's gonna get boring and trite. And another um, trope that you'll find a lot in magic books are giving poor characters fewer skills rather than different ones. Instead of having a farm boy come to the big city and learn all the things because he's been so ignorant in the backwater, maybe, just maybe, his farm skills will come in handy for calming that horse on the street or... You're intelligent. Think it out. There are so many ways farm skills, which are real-life skills, can be applied in places outside of the environs where those skills were created. So next up on the conversation for the panel was the types of strengths for villains. Now, heroes aren't the only ones with strengths. Any respectable foe needs to have some strengths of their own. If you can't plausibly think that the main character could lose to the foe, they're not a villain. They might be an antagonist, but you you need the reader to believe that something is at stake. So some villains share the main character's strengths, but they let their moral convictions prevent them from doing the right thing or fear, or they rationalize their way into the wrong thing. And then you have the villains who have good or at least understandable motives, but their methods and the lengths they go using their strengths to achieve their objectives 
cross the line into villainous and maybe even monstrous. And finally, some villains are just simply the protagonist of their own story. The strength of their moral convictions. Like Magneto in X-Men, he might be on the wrong side, but I can't say he's wrong. And that, that was the end of the discussion for the panel. Give me some of your thoughts about using strengths that aren't necessarily physical or even magical. Um, what sort of strengths do you have? What about your main characters and your villains? What are their strengths? And are they balanced? Let me know. The panelists for this were Fonda Lee, Carol Cummings, Marissa Lingen, and Rihanna Hild. And that's all for today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, hit that subscribe button and share it with all your friends. It goes a long way towards helping people find me. And I'll be back again next Monday with more writing tips and writerly musings. Bye-bye.